you water your faith so that you can water your world with the truth of Jesus Christ. My name is Travis Michael Fleming. I'm the founder, executive director, and host of Apollos Watered. Let's get watering. It's the holiday season, a time of generosity, a time where we get together with family and friends, hopefully, to reminisce, to be together, to celebrate, and really enjoy the season. Everyone has their Christmas movie that they like to watch, that they like to sit down with, decorate with. But what I really do like is how people are more inclined to give during the Christmas season. And it makes me think of one of my favorite movies, and that's The Christmas Carol. And I'm talking about the 1951 version. For some reason, that one has just stuck in my mind over the years. And I love seeing all the different spirits and how they appear to Ebenezer Scrooge and how he interacts with Tiny Tim and and how he's just this miser. Really, you really do not like him as a character. He has zero joy in his life. He's just holding on to everything. But after his encounter with all three of the spirits, he's transformed and he becomes this very generous man filled with joy. And as we've learned on this show is that our brains are designed to run on joy. We don't get joy, though, from within and just examining ourselves. We get joy from practicing gratitude and actually serving other people. And there's no better way to serve other people than to be generous to other people with our time, talents, and our treasures. But generosity actually comes with a cost. It's one that we have to actually give up. We have to give up of our time. We have to give up of our treasures and our talents. But what we receive is actually far better than what we give up. Whenever we look at the scriptures, we can see that there are many different generous people who give. But perhaps there's none greater than Mary. We don't talk about Mary very often, the mother of Jesus, but she was this incredible teenage girl who had quite the remarkable faith when you think about it. She had a well-watered life. We get a picture of this after the angel Gabriel appears to her in the book of Luke. I want to read this passage for us today. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying, and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. 
and the angel departed from her. In those days Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah, and she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him. From generation to generation, he has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her home. That is a girl with really incredible faith. We try to portray her as this teenager, and she was, but a teenager that really didn't know anything. I mean, we, we sing the song, Mary, Did You Know? But really, she did know quite a bit. And I know that that's used as a rhetorical device. But this woman had an incredible faith to be able to see all that she saw and really, honestly, a a pretty incredible grasp of theology. I don't think we realize, though, what it really meant for her living in that culture. I mean, we talk about her being betrothed. She wasn't married yet, but rarely do we understand the dynamics at work in an honor-shame culture such as hers. You know, in our culture today, people have babies all the time with or without being married. But in that culture... Having a child out of wedlock may have well been a death sentence. I mean, not just a pregnancy, but to know that that she had had sex before she got married. I don't know what the penalty was if she was found to be with child. Would they have stoned her? I don't know. But in an honor-shame culture, I mean, think about what is happening right now in some majority world cultures, and you might get the picture. People are being whipped or stoned for having sex outside of marriage, and and it made you a social pariah. No one would want to talk with you. It's a bit like our current cancel culture, whereby one person does something not good in the public eye, and the mob goes not only after that person, but after their friends and family as well. That's what it meant for her. God has a way of taking things right up to the edge. She was betrothed, after all, not married yet, which is a bit stronger than our engagement, and it it couldn't just be ended. It had to be actually go through the process of divorce. I'm not sure how much she knew or understood of the social implications with Gabriel's announcement. She wasn't foolish. She knew what would happen. She knew how people would view her, but it didn't matter. The honor was worth the price. To be chosen to bear God's long-expected Messiah was unbelievable. She saw beyond the current events to the eternal reward. 
That's what faith does. It sees beyond our current circumstances. She practiced a great form of generosity, if you think about it. She was willing to offer up herself, her body. But not just that. Her reputation. Her future marriage. Potential scandal. And shame brought upon her family in the public eye. She would have to deal with the constant whispers. The alienation. The loss of friends. The judgmental attitudes. The gossip. The raised eyebrows. Yet, she was willing to do it. She was inclined to give of herself because she knew what it ultimately meant. That's a great lesson for us in the holiday season. To have faith to see and to give to God all of who we are so that his kingdom might continue on. God might have us in difficult circumstances. I mean, nothing like Mary's, of course. And we have to see that God has placed us in that circumstance so that his kingdom might be expanded, that our joy might increase. Joy is not found within ourselves, but it's found in gratitude and service to others. That's what we want to help you do at Apollos Watered. We want to help equip you to serve because your generosity enables others to be helped. It enables others to be transformed. See, your act is not for yourself alone, but to enable others to hear the good news of Jesus and be transformed, to have their souls watered so that they might experience a transformation. They might continue to grow into the likeness of Jesus. And that requires faith and generosity. See, that's my prayer for you this holiday season is that your generosity will overflow to serve and transform others. And in that same spirit of generosity, we do need your help. God has called Apollos Watered into being. But he didn't just call us. He's called you. We want to help other people find their purpose, to help fulfill the mission that God has for them. But we can't do it by ourselves. We can't. We need your help. We're looking for your generosity to finish this year well. And we even have some incentives for you. If your one-time gift of $50 or more will enter you to receive one of 50 books we have available from authors who have been on our show. Books like Beautiful Community by Erwin Enns, which actually won Outreach Magazine's Book of the Year Award, or Restless Devices by Felicity Wu Song as we talk about how, to, how our tech is actually shaping us, or You Are Not Your Own by Alan Noble, The Wisdom Pyramid by Brett McCracken, and the just-released book by Jim Wilder, Escaping Enemy Mode. And if that were not enough, there's more. Our friends at Tyndale House Publishers have provided copies of the NLT Illustrated Study Bible. Your one-time gift of $50 or more will help get you a copy. And there are those who have already received their copies and they love it. And you've also probably heard us talk about our Missio Holistic approach to our faith. You're going to be hearing a lot more about that. We're going to be talking about it a lot more, exploring it more in depth. And we want to invite you to explore it with us. When you sign on to support us monthly, you will be eligible to participate in an online study with me 
on this God-centered way of finding God's mission for your life. I want to see that for you. I want to see you grow. I want to see you fulfill the purpose that God has for your life. He's writing your story, and we are so grateful and honored to be a part of that. That you would allow us to speak into your life, to help shape you, is an incredible thing. In fact, I hope by this time next year, as the Lord allows, that we'll be able to highlight your story on this show. How does that sound? I want to thank you for listening to our show, and please prayerfully consider supporting us and helping us meet our year-end goal of $50,000. We've already raised over $23,000. There's more coming in all the time. If you want to support us, please go to apolloswater.org, click the Support Us button, and select the amount that simply works for you. I want to thank our Apollos Water team for helping us water your world. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe and share this show with others. And if you want to watch any of our deep conversations, go to the Apollos Water YouTube channel and subscribe. We are uploading new content every day. This is Travis Michael Fleming signing off from Apollos Watered. Stay watered, everybody. And I'm on the road.